Hi, I'm Dr. Tamitha Scove, the space weather woman, and you are listening to audio from my video forecast. So when I reference something to look at or to watch, if you want to see it, just visit my YouTube channel or check it out at spaceweatherwoman.com. And now, here is your forecast. We're finally coming down from some extended storming that included one of the largest solar storms of this cycle thus far. And now that we've calmed down, well, more activity is about to rotate into view. Those stories and more in the news this week. Space weather this week is finally beginning to calm down a bit. As we take a look at our Earth-facing disk, you can see this big coronal hole that's been rotating through the Earth's strike zone. It is finally beginning to rotate to the sun's far side. So that fast solar wind that it's been sending us over the past couple days is finally beginning to calm down. We have been getting some aurora, especially at high latitudes, over the last couple days and before that we had that massive G3 level solar storm. So my goodness, we've been getting aurora since, geez, the end of uh, last month. So this is a nice respite. But before things completely calm down, we do have a couple regions that are still big flare players. Region 3243, that's been firing off a couple uh, big flares and some solar storms. They're not Earth-directed, so we don't have to worry about it. It just makes for really good eye candy. And we are now watching Region 3242, as it rotates in through center disk, it is in the Earth strike sound now, and if it launches a solar storm, it will be Earth-directed, so we're watching it. We are expecting that it's going to increase its activity as it begins to rotate to the west limb because that's been the trend of late. And also we're watching region 3245. This is also here in the south, could be a big flare player. Not quite sure yet what it's going to do, but we are Still saying that there is a small chance for X-class flares over the rest of this week. So amateur radio operators and emergency responders, be aware that we do still have chances for inclement space weather. However, as we take a look at our far-sighted sun, this is Stereo A, and we're looking at the sun just a little bit from the side. You can see there's not a lot of activity going on. It's pretty much the same view that we have here at Earth. But if you take a look at the east limb in Stereo's view, you are seeing some bright regions. In fact, in the north, you can just barely see the glow. The bright region that's going to be rotating into Earth view in a few days is going to be a returning big flare player. Now, we haven't seen a lot of launches coming off of it yet, but it is very strong. According to the JSOC Farside Helioseismology Monitor, you can see that dark uh, patch there that shows you up in the north that we do have that region and it's pretty strong So we'll be interested to see as it rotates into earth view over the next three days How it's going to uh, play out because it could be yet another big flare player with some more exciting adventures And now for your Leo Mio Geo orbit outlook as we take a look at the near-Earth space environment, we're really going to focus in on the radiation belts because we just had that big G3-level solar storm, and as the solar storm wanes, those radiation belts really begin to energize particles. In fact, back on the first, you can see the particles in the radiation belts really weren't all that intense. You can tell by the green and blue colors you see here, but you can also start watching and begin to ramp up, and it begins to turn orange and then red. In fact, by the fifth, the outer zone in GEO really started having some intense fluxes. We crossed that 2 MeV threshold for uh, intense flux, which means satellite operators in GEO, especially in the post-midnight pre-dawn sector, you're dealing with internal charging now. It's not just surface charging, and this is easily going to be lasting 
over the rest of this week before things begin to calm down. It's going to take a while because we don't have any other big solar storms on the menu to flush out all these particles. So you're just going to have to live with it easily over this next week. So just keep monitoring the situation. Switching to our moon, we are now coming out of a full moon on our way to a third quarter. And by the 13th, the moon will still be about 67% illuminated. So you night sky watchers, if you want to catch some dim objects in the sky, well, you're going to have this bright companion. So you're going to need to check your local rise and set times. Switching to our solar storm conditions and aurora possibilities over the coming week, we're finally beginning to calm down from the fast solar wind that's been chasing the tail of this big G3 level solar storm we had at the turn of the month. We've been sitting at about active conditions, but things are beginning to calm down now. In fact, at high latitudes, NOAA is expecting active conditions with up to about a 25% chance of a major storm over the next day or two, but then things should really begin to settle down. Now, as far as that extended forecast is concerned, it's a little hard to tell because we're looking at region 3242 and 3245. Both of those could actually give us an Earth-directed solar storm launch here over the next two days. So don't trust this forecast too far out. Now, mid-latitudes, we're only expecting um, uns unsettled conditions, but we do have up to about a 20 to 25 percent chance of active conditions again over the next day or two. I think that's a little bit optimistic and things will continue to calm down and go into quiet conditions as we proceed through the week unless we get one of those regions launching a new Earth-directed solar storm. Switching to our solar flare and dayside radio blackout outlook over the coming week, Things are calming down just a little bit as we take a look at radio blackouts. In fact, the solar flux is sitting around 180 right now, and it's going to be kind of diving down just a little bit, but I doubt we'll get below the 160s. And this is good news for amateur radio operators on Earth's day side. The radio propagation is going to remain in the good range. However, we do have about a 40% chance, uh, kind of going windling down to about a 30% chance of an R1 to R2 level radio blackout over the next few days. So we are still dealing with moderate noise on the bands. And this is easily going to continue through this next week. In fact, we even have about a 10% chance of X-class flares, which is an R3 level radio blackout over the next three days. And then we do have some new regions that will be rotating into Earth view. So th these levels may actually begin to rise as we get to the end of the week. So amateur radio operators expect that you're going to still be dealing with radio blackout potential and GPS users is be very cautious, especially near dawn and near dusk. That's when radio blackouts become an issue for you. Uh, but at least on Earth's night side, things should look pretty good. Now switching to our radiation storm and polar aviation outlook over the coming week, everything is in the green this week. We're down at quiet conditions. In fact, we're sitting at the D1 normal levels, and that's likely going to continue throughout this week. We don't have any risk for big polar cap absorption effects, so this is great for polar routes. And we're dealing with a very low risk for radiation storms, and that's going to continue easily over this next week until region 3242 and 3245 move to the sun's west limb. And then you'll see that risk for radiation storms rise just a little bit. But this is all good news for aviators and pilots and anyone who's working at high latitudes. Enjoy the quiet because their things might change in a heartbeat. So the space weather this week is definitely calming down. We do have a little lingering fast solar wind that kind of keep us at unsettled conditions. So aurora photographers, especially at high latitudes, you could catch a sporadic show here and there, 
but it's not going to be anything like it was last week or even that G3 storm we had just a little while ago. Now, roar photographers at mid-latitudes, well, likely you're going to need to sit this one out. You might catch a little sub-visual aurora with your camera, but it's not going to be all that exciting, most likely. And you're just going to have to wait for another solar storm, which may happen because we have regions 3242 and 3245 we're keeping a very close eye on. So the forecast could really change very quickly. Now, amateur radio operators and emergency responders, well, you know, those big radio blackouts are beginning to calm down just a little bit. We are still getting a few, but you should get at least a couple days kind of respite before things begin to ramp up when we get that new region rotating into Earth view here over the next three days or so. So enjoy the kind of semi-calm for a little while. And now GPS users, well, you know, thank goodness we don't have any more solar storms. Things are calming down, so that makes it easier on Earth's night side. But we still are contending with a little bit of that the, the radio blackout. So that makes that dawn dust terminator be a little bit dicey for you. So definitely stay vigilant in the dawn dust terminator and especially near low latitudes uh, in, in that region because that's where GPS reception can still be a little bit off. I'm Tamitha Scove. Thank you for listening.